1: Welcome to the family with
2: co host Catherine Brandt, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen,
1: Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Bryant. Where's Tevlar? I don't know. Mm, Maybe his late. Stiff.
3: Stiff. He has his dog. Probably got arrested for
1: marijuana possession. Oh, now.
4: What? What?
1: Ryan Winkler said that a lot of black people get arrested for marijuana (laughs) violence. Oh, was
4: Ryan on today? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: He's one of the Democrats I get along with, unlike yep. you. Unlike you
0: know.
1: me. Uh, you don't get along with anyone.
0: It's
4: people. <laughs> In
1: any case, it is a little Bradshaw Bryant, Michael Bryant.
4: We got people on cell phones when they're driving. They need to get off them. It's against the law. Plain and simple. That's the way it is.
1: Fifty-seven seconds to go. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Although,
2: I will yeah, you need to take advantage of your... Yeah,
3: exactly. I will say, take advantage. I tried to eat a bagel sandwich on the way here today. That's more dangerous.
4: Oh God. No, it's not. Oh not, God. not you don't take your eyes off the road. Not than
3: texting and driving. Texting and driving is bad. But just, like, holding your phone or whatever, you know, like, just... Having it on speed, but I don't know. I have Bluetooth, people, so I don't have to worry about it. People
4: but. take their eyes off the road, and yes, when they, they do, do, it's yeah. like driving yeah. down the road in a football field, and then a lot happens during that time period.
3: It sure does. Yep, yeah, so it's yeah. dangerous. Uh, I honked at two people yeah. on the way here.
4: Did you? Yeah. Just honking away, really? just decided what well, the this hell I was, one this person was
3: veering into my lane, and one person like, went across three lanes in about half a second. I was just like, what is happening?
4: There are people driving very fast out there. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. So.
2: Was that while you were shoving the bagel sandwich in your mouth or after? Exactly. It was during. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so hungry. I'm sorry.
4: And if they were driving like it's that, was it you. by your parents' house? What? Was it by your parents' house no. they were driving like that? No. Because word is they drive fast down I, there. Yes, <laughs> do. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> They're insane.
1: Yeah, turtle Dog really loves that a lot. No,
2: I'm, I'm a yeah. pedestrian quite a bit, and I, you know, even just walking across to driveway people are looking down at their phones and looking in the oncoming traffic they're not even checking both ways mm-hmm. they're just they just well, don't even stop
4: florida it's just a game though that's that's just crosswalk oh it's just yeah. crosswalk bingo yeah, i think that's down true. there Same thing with New yeah. York. <laughs> it's like do you
2: remember the video game frogger that's yep. what it's like yeah, it it it's like frogger it
1: is Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Rasmussen, and Bryant. Yep. (laughs) Alex has taken over the law firm. One day. One day. One day. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. (laughs) Walls, Roto, Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. (laughs) So yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. We're rocking out, man. Is that Doug Sprinthal showing off on the drum kit?
4: I think it is,
2: isn't
3: it? Said it was him or I think it is
4: him. I don't know. I think just him no. and Sarah are doing these.
3: Well, no. Uh, some of them have his daughter.
1: Oh, do they? I know that much. Oh, oh, really? She plays the clarinet yeah, or the, f- the elbow or, the clarinet or and clarinet and whatever. It's musical crew.
2: It's a mm-hmm. family affair. Oh, my goodness.
1: Yes. Indeed. No, I will tell you, honest to God, we do get a lot of... Com- Where's Doug? Because he's like part of the morning
3: show to them. Oh, yeah. I want to know
1: where Doug is. You know, that's kind of that whole deal there. But And I said, oh, we fired him. We just got rid of him. <laughs> fire you fired him. Yeah, no interest in that. I having fired him an yeah. advertiser. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so. I think I am going to do it, just for the hell of it. And then he can beg for his job.
4: When he comes what back. What
1: do you think? When he comes back. Okay, so today, Mr. Bryant. Yes. Uh, I didn't book him either. He he uh, called in to be booked, apparently. But uh, Ryan Winkler has been on the podcast several times. He came in this morning. And the great thing about that is, like, if I have Pat Garofalo on, yep, it's one thing. And then if I, because Pat's a great guy, too. He and Ryan are really good friends, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pat's a great guy, and Ryan's a great guy. I like talking to him. Ryan might be a bigger smartass than even I am, which is hard to believe. But it's yeah. true. But what I love about it is, if I have Pat Garofalo on, what are you having that right-leaning prick on for? I hate him. Get him off the show today. The hell are you doing putting Ryan Winkler on? He's the worst human being on earth. You just can't win, man. There are people with opinions. There's
4: no doubt about that.
1: (laughs) But God, do they hate? I hate you. No, I hate you. But I hate you more. Like Mm. settle down, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Settle down. Yes. But yeah, we'll uh, we'll get it all. I did not realize un- until he brought it up today that even though that black people are only 7% of the population in Minnesota, they get arrested at a pretty much even keel rate with white people for marijuana offenses
4: in Minnesota. I that would be correct. That. Yep. I did not know and
2: that. And why are people getting arrested for marijuana? Exactly.
4: And they've seen seen an actual increase in uh, Hispanics getting arrested in Colorado after they legalized uh, and the thought is, is that they were competition for the legal uh, vendors, and that's why they were being harassed by the police. So I don't know. Who, who knows? It's all about money. It's, all, it's it is always about money, It's about money, money, of Michael, it's about money. always, yeah. but, always. But if you're if you're a uh, if you're in a. Poor economic situation as a kid, and you get offered a job at Burger King for whatever they pay an hour, or you could go sell mm. drugs. I think most people would make the choice of, hmm, I can make more money selling drugs. See, I never did that though.
1: I had every chance in the world to become a drug dealer. Did you? Like, I'm not
4: doing that. Did someone oh, actually God, yes. offer you a chance to sell drugs?
1: Absolutely, because I, I was a honky that got along with all my, you know, a lot of black friends, and hmm. then other black people would see that so that. There's this white guy who gets along with black people. Let's see if we can recruit him. Hmm. And that's not to say that all drug dealers are black people. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying in my particular case, that's the way it went. So why did you turn it you down? You know how that works. Because I'm not going to be a drug dealer, you <laughs> pill. Never liked you. I want to point that out.
3: Never been asked to be
4: a drug dealer. Tom
1: <laughs> the drug to dealer.
3: I would be the worst a drug dealer. Oh, my God. I would be sweating and crying. No. No way.
2: No way. I, I wouldn't be able to sleep every time I heard a siren. I'd be like, "They're gonna come and get me!" I could not. Going do it. Prison. I wouldn't do it. I was
3: offered drugs one time, and I was like, "Oh my god, we're all gonna get arrested." I didn't do that. <laughs> oh, I said yeah. no. I was, but I was just like, That's "Oh my god, true. what is happening?" Hmm. Yeah, very but close to a love panic attack. That at that. So
1: No matter who we get on the KQ Morning Show or this show, Tom, you son of a bitch. Yeah, well, they're (laughs) all united in one opinion.
3: Yeah. Yeah,
1: exactly. You being the worst. A son of a bitch. It's true. It's absolutely true. But no, it was was really, really nice. It's just uh, so bizarre, this whole situation with. And again, I talked to Ryan a little bit, not much about it, but, you know, the the, uh, assault on the U.S. Capitol. And, of course, I hate the idea that anybody thought they could go into the Capitol, the United States of America, and cause trouble. But uh, not even with that, because it is the, you know, the birthplace of democracy and all the rest of it uh, in the United States of America. But just ignoring these year-long battles, burning our cities down, nobody cares anymore.
4: Why? I guess I disagree. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that do care about it and have talked about it. I see lots of posts about so. it. You know, it's still, yeah. I mean, there was just a fight in the there was just a fight in the um, Minnesota legislature about financing paying for things in Minneapolis, and it was all about right. should we pay for them or not. So, yeah, those discussions are still going on.
1: Why wouldn't they pay for them? They're, well, because they're there's some us.
4: belief out there that you shouldn't pay for it because they did it to them themselves. Is the argument, which is the same reason why they didn't get federal funding um, when they tried to get federal oh, funding Jesus. for what happened, oh, is there's an argument that, uh, you know, you uh. burn down your own city, so you live with it, apparently, and I don't know. It's, so
1: the rest of us have to live with it because they did
4: it. Yeah, well, that's... That's idiotic. I agree. I agree. Really stupid.
1: Really stupid. So you burned my business down, and I should have to suck it up because you burned my business down.
4: Yeah, especially when it's not covered by insurance. And, yeah, there's all sorts of fights going on about that.
1: Is it true that people are getting dumber by the
4: day? Mm, I don't know.
3: <laughs> you say it every Jesus. other day, mm-hmm. so I
4: don't know. Well, it's
1: true. It's like Mike. How could you even think that's a good idea to not support business in America?
4: Mm, well, I don't know. Well, mm, if they God all got ever. dumber, then we'd have better pro golfers, I guess. There's a lot of good pro golfers. Oh, <laughs> I mean, shotguns. I, I got to do a
1: little lead into this. Michael Bryant's a Democrat. Yeah, but I mean, there are a lot more Democrats because some people got dumber. So, oh
4: uh, yeah, we nah. get voters. That's how we're that's how we're getting dumbing down the crowd to get more voters. That's the plan. Well, that is true. The master that's master, plan. You know. Yep. The master plan of Michael Bryant, because uh-huh. there was a whole bunch of geniuses running around the Capitol. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, they were they were really smart folks there, weren't they?
3: Top-notch no,
1: human No, honest beings. to God. I do think America's, uh, Americans are getting dumber by the day. I really
4: do. Geez, they believe stuff. like, how do you believe that? Yeah. Well. I don't know. I don't know. When you when you make money off GameStop, you figured out something going okay. right. Okay,
3: what is the deal with the GameStop situation? We're going to find
4: out in seven yeah. minutes. Right, we're going to have a whole oh, guest about a whole, this. Okay,
3: because serious, because Dan tried to tell me about it last night, and every single time Dan started talking, Fawn started singing really loudly, and so he was. I was like, okay, tell me later, and then we like forgot about it, and I still have no idea what's happening.
4: Well, some of it I still I've I've had it explained to me three times, and I still don't completely get it. Yeah. So we'll now, Catherine,
1: you walked... You You walked, walked away at a very bad time because oh, they, they brought up uh, GameStop, and oh, 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 we're going to oh, have oh. a guest on about it in seven minutes, and you you made the big dough off it. So did you? Know. I
2: didn't. I did not. No, I did not invest in GameStop, but I have been watching what's going on. No, I wasn't going to get into that whole thing because I didn't really understand what was happening. It's very very interesting. I mean, some people are like, "This is the new thing." We're you know the hedge fund people have been ruining people's lives forever and the small guy is taking on the hedge funds and it's unfair because well, stockbrokers get to trade all weekend and they, and they shut us off. Oh, no, they're not all weekend. They get sh- they get to trade all day, all, every day. All day. 24 hours a day. Yeah, yeah. 24 hours. Yeah. 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 And, and the little guy either, can't yep. and so the hedge fund people can take advantage of that and they can twist the market around, which they can. Oh, yes. yeah. And I've never been a big fan of hedge funds because... Who gets to decide who lives and dies in the business world? Who hedge make, fund people. Who
4: makes money off hedge and funds? Is anyone it, is, who invests uh, in it? Anybody no, well, that
2: invests in it. But
4: are they uh, like our RERA investments? Are those through hedge funds? Uh, I
2: they think can they can be. possibly be involved in it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. But the the problem with hedge fund, what they're complaining about is the shorting of stocks. Oh, sure. Yeah, right. I don't. Why well, do everybody knows the, what that is? How do you
4: borrow? I mean, they apparently borrow right. against it right. Right. Yeah. i mean we're can i just eat. call up and borrow yep. you know here yep. give me a million shares i'll give you back I, that's, a fine, I
2: <laughs> that's why everybody's like how is that possible right. i mean I, I guess if you figure it out you can i, I think anybody can do it but huh. um it's not easy but these these brokerage firms were um actually publishing their um shorts and mm. people were like hey you know <laughs> stop doing this so anyway yeah. it's just it's a little civil war that's going on in the on the internet yeah. it's act, it actually is and there's a lot of disinformation it all started on this reddit thread
4: oh yeah I heard, and yeah. um
2: yep and now all of a sudden they're saying that the reddit people are saying to uh, invest in silver and they're saying that that's not true hmm. that's all over the internet right now so people are going to end up Spending money, they should using this <clears throat> to screw around with people, and yeah. you got it. You have to be careful because I, some people are like, "I hey, I threw three hundred bucks at uh, GameStop because I'm just making a statement." Mm-hmm. I think that these hedge fund people are evil and I just want them to stop so if I lose it fine yeah but then some people are out you know refinancing their house and doing all kinds of crazy stuff so you you, you never want to put into anything more than you can lose
4: yep that is true or,
2: uh, comfortably so people that really take risks like that maybe they'll make a ton of money I don't know maybe they already have uh I don't know but I just think that the stock market is something that can be kind of scary
4: yeah it seems um seems crazy yeah so but so that's
2: basically what's going on it's just it's just a di- it's little guys trying to go up against the big hedge funds and they're also uh, pretty much anti government uh, involvement because the government is involved with stocks whether we like to say it is or not there's yeah. been a lot of people that do a lot of donating and they get a lot of preferential treatment and people are just they're sick of the whole game being rigged that's yeah. my interpretation of everything I've been seeing
4: Hmm. Well, I saw on, we do on ex- Friday night on uh, Gold Rush that silvers up, so that's, uh, that's my investment
0: oh, yeah. knowledge.
2: It is, <laughs> it is, but it's not because of this Reddit. It isn't because yeah. of this rush for GameStop and AMC, so that's just a whole other thing.
1: It's a different deal. Mm-hmm. Andy, what time? Our guest is on in three minutes, correct? Yep. We better take a break. Then we'll be right back. Brock Pierce will join us. American entrepreneur,
4: Mighty Ducks, huh?
1: Yeah, he played uh, young, uh, the main guy, Emilio Estevez. Huh. Whatever his character He was in a movie was. called Let's Trample Tom While He's Isn't Trying to Get the, Out. Was
4: that the movie J.B. was Would in? Would you Where two shut up? The he doesn't have game?
3: his headphones on. He thinks we're in break.
4: That's <laughs> true. Oh, my God. What?
3: Who? You.
4: Okay, let's go to break. <laughs> I thought we were in okay. break. He, <laughs> <laughs> he said go to break.
1: Tom Bernard with my buddy and CEO from North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Michael, you work with many different types of businesses. Can you tell me about one of them? Absolutely. Real
4: fishing was started by a young entrepreneurial couple here in the Twin Cities. They offer guided fishing services during the open water season and ice house rentals in the winter. They came to us with a great idea for their business, but not a lot of experience in getting one off the ground. Now that they're up and running, they've told us how much they appreciate that we listen to their ideas for their business and help them work through all of the contingencies that could come, knowing that we will be here to help them every step of the way with the capital they need.
1: Yeah, they're not going to get that at just any bank. You need
4: Bilski. Tommy, our whole team at all of the branches take pride in providing outstanding customer service and are ready to help our clients when they need us most.
1: Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. I'm behind, aren't
3: I? Yeah. Michael was just talking about
1: this. I keep forgetting that I can't sing along. I can do it on the morning show, but not on this show. It makes no sense. Yep. I don't know why that all is. Let me know when Brock is ready show. to go.
4: The, the podcast the is just time? a step ahead. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what uh, it
1: yes, is. Yes,
0: Brock is ready.
1: Well, he's ready to go, Brock Pierce, ladies and gentlemen. Brock, how are you?
0: I am good. Thank you for uh, for having me on. What a uh, what a wild first month twenty twenty one has been.
1: Huh. Yeah, it's been pretty interesting. Now, I should open Brock with uh, with a little apology from all Minnesotans because I, of <laughs> course, was born in Minnesota and grew up in Minneapolis. You grew up in Minneapolis, mother and father. Uh, Mother was a minister. Father worked in construction. Uh, So I'd like to apologize to you flat out because when you look up Brock Pierce, it says people also searched for Jesse Ventura. Sorry Mm. about that, Brock.
0: Uh, All good. Uh, Yes, I was born and and raised in Minnesota, and most of my family uh, still lives there. Hmm.
1: Wonderful. Glad to hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, Brock Pierce, our special guest to Shake Up on Wall Street, targeted by Reddit. I should mention, though, uh, the background, born into a middle-class home in Minneapolis. Talked about mom and dad. Uh, Brock began his early career as a child actor, making movies like The Mighty Ducks and First Kid. Uh, Brock Pierce, what, you uh, ran for president uh, last year, and, and what party?
0: Uh, as an independent candidate, it was not with any intention, obviously, of winning. It was an exploratory mission to understand the mechanics of running, uh, to complete basic training, as I've kind of committed my, my future to public service. And so this was to put a stake in the ground that says, here I go, and I'm going to take the time to figure out how this all works. And I did that by entering the ultimate arena. I came out on unscathed, got tremendous media, broke records on ballot access, uh, held press conferences with Jesse Ventura. And otherwise, I think got more press than really any other third-party candidate, picked up a meaningful number of votes for someone that uh, only announced on July 4th and as an independent candidate, um, uh, uh, I, it, it was a, a wonderful experience, and I feel like I'm prepared to uh, uh, to make an impact in politics going forward.
1: I like it. Now, Jesse only ran in, I think, in Alaska. He was on the ballot in Alaska, right? I think that's true. Yep.
0: Yeah, well, he wasn't so. really running. Uh, uh, he was pushed right, right. by by others. He um, uh, he was looking to run. He did offer to be the uh, the candidate of the Green Party. Uh, The Green Party uh, went with Howie Hawkins, and so Jesse effectively didn't run, though um, uh, there's a lot of people that are calling for him to run in 2024.
1: Jesse Ventura, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Now, Brock, as we get into this whole deal with Reddit, we have Michael Bryant is with us, an attorney. Uh, my, My lovely wife, Catherine, who knows a lot more about this than I do, and our son Andy and Alex on the show, So, uh, as we go for it, Catherine, you want to jump into it?
2: I've got so many questions. (laughs) You started a a cryptocurrency? Is that what I'm reading on your bio?
0: Well, yeah, I've been doing a lot of stuff. Uh, So, after my acting career, uh, well, as I was starring in movies, I eventually asked myself, is this my calling? Is this what I want to do in life? And having grown up and being the byproduct of the first generation of kids with computers and internet connections, I came to the realization that technology was going to change the world. And so at 16 years old, I started my first internet company, raised a bunch of money, learned a lot, ultimately failed when the dot-com bubble crashed in the spring of 2000, but went on to starting a number of other businesses focused on virtual currencies and virtual worlds like World of Warcraft and Second Life. And for the last decade. Yes, I've been very active in the in the world of cryptocurrency and blockchain. I'm the chairman of the Bitcoin Foundation. Started the first venture capital fund that funded many of the top companies in that space. One of the most successful venture funds in history. Uh, co-founded Mastercoin, where we invented the ICO. Created the first stablecoin or digital dollar, uh, UST. Uh, or USDT, which is doing forty trillion dollars a year as a digital dollar, uh, massive oh numbers. God. One of the most important innovations in monetary systems, and the list goes on and on.
2: Wow. So you're saying you're no dope. <laughs>
0: uh, I know a, I know a fair amount about technology <laughs> and where the world is going right now, and a lot about finance. You know, having started okay. many companies, having advised, funded, invested in. Uh, uh, where we're going in the financial system is uh, uh, is an area where you know, some at least consider to be, be to be an expert, and a lot of what's happening in cryptocurrency, these movements right now, are a lot of yeah. the same uh, drivers behind what we're seeing with GameStop, AMC, and what we're seeing in the equity markets around this retail <laughs> movement.
4: Did did so,
3: you see this? What do you? Oh, oh, oh,
4: did, did you well, see this okay. coming? like did you did you think this was something that, that was was going to happen or was this a total surprise you know uh, based upon you know looking at the market?
0: I expected something to happen. I didn't know that this is the form it was going to take. You have um, a huge retail market that is, has emerged in the, in, in the stock market and we've been seeing this. Uh, through last year, becoming a big driver around stocks like Tesla and otherwise. And that is that Americans are learning to save money for the first time with all this stimulus money that's gone out and people not being able to go to restaurants and, yeah. and do things they used to do. A lot of people have said, well, let me actually start investing in this retail movement, which I think is a great thing that the American people are learning to save, invest, and secure their their financial security, right? They're they're learning to take responsibility for themselves. That's a wonderful thing. And then what happened here with GameStop and otherwise, I did not see that specifically coming as it did, but there's clearly a lot of... um, It's kind of the same motivation behind Occupy Wall Street. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people in this country that are discontent. Uh, They've watched what's happened with the financial system. And in 2008, the same things that are driving cryptocurrency concern about the state of things. And there's a lot of sort of resentment. uh, And what happened is they found some vulnerability uh, with these hedge funds. They found that these hedge funds had been overexposed. And the people got together uh, effectively with their their wallets and pitchforks, and they're taking on uh, Goliath uh, in a very David versus Goliath story. It's absolutely fascinating, and I'm happy to break it down for you.
2: Great. Uh, Because the thing that I've been looking and watching and, and all this, and I don't pretend that I know what's actually happening, but it's interesting to see because the, you know, the... People that are pro Wall Street are like they're going to ruin the economy for absolutely everybody. But if you look at the numbers that are actually being manipulated by these uh, short squeezes, as they're calling them, it's not going to do that, right? It's not going to ruin the econ- It's not going to ruin Wall Street.
0: Not unless really bad decisions are made. So this is uh, uh, an isolated uh, number of events. That is limited to a small number of players on Wall Street, uh, short sellers. And it's worth explaining what a short seller is. Most people understand the concept of buying a stock. You buy a stock hoping the price goes up, that the company performs well for whatever reason. Shorting a stock is the opposite. It's betting on the value of the company to go down. So what you do is you borrow stock, which you then sell, hoping the price come down, and then you rebuy it to return it. Uh, to the group that you borrowed it from, making the spread. And so what happened with these stocks in particular is these hedge funds went and borrowed stock, in the case of GameStop, and sold nearly 140% of all the equity in a company. That should make you scratch your head. How do you sell more than 100% Mm -hmm. of all the stock? This is something that effectively defies the law of physics. And that's what these Redditors, these gamers... Uh, identified is that these small number of hedge funds had overextended themselves. They were exposed by selling more than a hundred percent of the stock. Meaning, if they came together using publicly available information and they all started to buy the stock, driving it up, there's no way that these hedge funds could basically buy back the hundred and forty percent without driving the stock higher and higher. And they have the potential to bankrupt. Uh, The small group of hedge funds, not the entire financial system. And it's kind of interesting to see the little, you know, sort of people potentially beat uh, uh, these, these hedge funds. And again, these are short sellers. Their goal is to basically kill American companies and kill American jobs. They essentially find weak companies, put them into a death spiral, and then put a nail in their coffin and profit from it. And so the idea that the little people would take on these kind of merchants of death uh, is a, it's one of those extraordinary stories of, uh, again, David versus Goliath. And so as this happened they're driving the price up. These small number of players, and again, we're not saying there's a problem with the whole financial system. A lot of Wall Street, a lot of hedge funds, even some short sellers are not bad. They're creating value. But this small group looks very suspect. And one of the other things you have to note is a lot of this retail buying was happening on Robinhood. ETrade, trade mm-hmm. Ameritrade, and these other platforms. And on Thursday, as these hedge funds were almost going belly up, Robinhood suspended right. all abilities for their users to buy GameStop. And this is where uh-huh. it gets really wild. They effectively manipulated the market by preventing people from buying, causing the market to crash. This sounds like it's illegal and criminal to me. And it turns out that the people behind Robinhood are the same hedge funds that were exposed shorting the stock. I, I, I Clearly something that should be yep. investigated and uh, uh, very alarming. First of all, maybe what they were doing in terms of shorting, even the 140% may not have been criminal, clearly defying laws of physics, but the idea that Robinhood suspended... Use the people's ability to buy to drive the price down, so there's, these institutions could potentially uh, cover their short positions and save billions. Is very alarming.
4: I, I have two two questions. Are any of the hedge funds like investing for IRAs or investing for like? Regular people in their in their pension funds, so that you know some of this is people don't know that they're involved in this. And then the second question I've got is, while I think it's completely wrong that Robinhood would shut it down, what's the is there a requirement that Robinhood sell it? I mean, if if they don't have to sell it, can't they sell shut it down also? I mean, unless there's you know a requirement that they do it. It's just what it is. It's just a, a platform. So those are my two questions just generally about this.
0: Yes, and so um, we'd have to take a look at, you know, Melbourne Capital, Citadel, and the, the, the hedge funds that have been leading this short to understand who their limited partners are. Where does their money come from? I would hope, you know, that the pensions and the IRAs and the people that are representing, call it the public, are not giving money to firms that are trying to kill american companies and american Mm -hmm. jobs right now and if any of those groups are behind these funds i would hope that they're taking a look and reevaluating those positions and taking their money out uh the pension should not be trying to kill jobs that just it seems kind of like not the they should be asking themselves what do they invest in and why and mm-hmm. just because there's money to be made in this, you think the pensions are really representing the people, considering where their money comes from. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't believe that uh, the majority of the money in these firms come from that. Most of this is from really high net worth, kind of billionaire types. Um, uh, uh, these, mm-hmm. these types of firms, as I understand it, but I can't say with any certainty. But I would hope that if pensions and IRRs, IRAs are in these types of vehicles, that they're second-guessing that and hopefully pulling their money out.
2: Okay. Uh, the second question there, yeah. you,
0: get- you asked uh, is, you know, is Robin Hood permitted to do this? I think this is the first time in history that uh, Wall Street firms specifically stopped people's ability to buy a stock uh, and what appears to be for the purposes of driving the price down. Uh, uh, this uh, seems to be very irregular, potentially illegal behavior, uh, clearly uh, we know who the beneficiaries were of this, mm-hmm. and that was definitely this, uh, these small group of hedge funds, and at the expense of the, uh, the retail investor, uh, was it, what, were they legally permitted to do this? Uh, I can't say with, with, with certainty, because that's not, uh, what I do, but, uh, hopefully the regulators come in here and investigate it, and if nothing else, stop these types of events from happening again. That's specifically people going out and selling more than a company's stock. Just doesn't uh, that defies logic? Yeah. It defies,
1: you know, what? kind of physics to some extent. We got to take a break here, Brock. You can hang out for another segment. I hope.
0: Yes, please.
1: All right. Well, I, I, before we go, I got to tell. You, did you see the young kid in uh, San Francisco that hired the the plane to fly a <laughs> banner for him? Yeah, that one. Did you see that, Brock? I uh,
0: know, but I'm looking it up right now.
2: <laughs> okay,
1: well, look at it, because it says, the batter behind the plane says, suck my nuts, Robin Hood.
2: <laughs> Whoa. Well. Okay. Okay.
1: Well. Aggressive? That's <laughs> <laughs> well, a little aggressive. Well. we'll be right back with Brock and I think I heard Tevlar in there. That's yep. He's thing.
4: He's here.
1: Late late in honor
4: of Black History Month.
1: (laughs) What a shock. What a shock. (laughs) Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? SHIFT lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call SHIFT Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with SHIFT. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2cell.com. That's shift, the number two, cell.com. Because life is expensive enough. What's more important than reliable plumbing? Having someone you can rely on in case it ever needs attention. Hi, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Look, you don't want to mess around with leaks or shoddy installation or repair when it comes to plumbing. Sabre is the largest installer of Moen fixtures and ream water heaters in Minnesota. They're dependable pros who get the job done right. So when plumbing happens, call Sabre or visit SabreHeating.com.
3: have
1: you ever seen a here as well look at mine you guys got your own show going there too you got, yeah, we got a side show going
4: that's our new
1: thing Welcome Welcome to the gimmick. extended
2: family show
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yep
1: Unbelievable. Uh, We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Tevin Pittman joins us now. Michael Bryan in studio. Brock Pierce, our special guest. The Shake-Up on Wall Street targeted by Reddit. Mr. Pierce, did you get a chance to look at the banner during the break?
0: (laughs) I I did, and I watched the, um, watched the, uh, the video. They flew it over the Robin Hood offices. And the people are angry. Uh, a lot of light has been shed on this. And the jokes that you'll see on, like, the banner of uh, <laughs> suck my whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, people, are, people are saying that Robin, this Robin Hood is like a false Robin Hood that believes in stealing from the poor and giving to the rich. They're saying that this Robin Hood has secretly been working for the sheriff of Nottingham the whole time. <laughs> so this, is, this is not looking good for Robin Hood. They've got class action no. lawsuits, likely investigations oh, yeah. from regulators, and their app has now become the lowest rated app in the app. Oh. store. as Their customers are deleting apps and giving them negative ratings in oh. droves. This is definitely... And then they've had to call down all their credit lines, raise an emergency billion dollars from their funds, You know, this could spell the end of this Robin Hood.
1: It could. For
2: some reason, I don't feel sorry for them. (laughs) No. I (laughs) I, I definitely
0: do not as well. I mean, we found out that their business model essentially has been in fleecing the sheeple, basically saying we're going to sell out all of our users. Give the information to the hedge funds so the hedge funds can front-run them all uh, and police them. Mm. It's something that's been uh, information available, but it's never been brought to light. And the fact that that is their business model, it just just—it—it—it it, 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 it stinks. It feels like kind of this is the worst of what's going on in the world. And the people are waking up and starting to, to, to hold these groups accountable. And considering what's happened here, they may have to face the music.
2: Okay, I have another question. So the other yeah, okay, so I've been reading the both sides of the story and the people that are pro Wall Street again. They're like, well, hedge funds shorting stocks actually balances the market. How does that work?
0: So um or is the it a idea lie? that you know <laughs> that, that this is the argument that short sellers are always making. They're like, oh no, we're really actually good for the market. We help things. We balance things. And the answers are. Um, as to how true that is, um, I think is a little suspect. I think there are some Mm -hmm. arguments that in some instances it may be healthy, it may create liquidity, but it really makes me kind of question. It's like, I hear you saying it, but the idea that you are betting on American companies trying to potentially drive American businesses under, uh, I I just have a hard time really believing that this is good. And by the way, not everybody has to be good. You know, just because it's not good doesn't mean it's illegal. They have their right to do what they've done here. It is not an illegal activity. I question how good it is for the markets and good for the country and good for the people. But if it's not illegal, that's okay. They're permitted to do that. Just like in the casino, you can go to the craps table and you can bet against on the don't come, meaning you can bet against the table. These things are permitted. Not something you normally, when you sit down at a craps table and you start betting against everyone, you know, they all look at you like, what are you doing here? We don't like you. Get off our table. Um, but, you know, <laughs> they're not breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. And I question the data and the arguments they make about how they're so good for the markets. You know, you're betting against everybody. You're trying to cause, uh, you're, you're saying, I want to profit from bad events. And, uh, again, if it's, it's not saying it's illegal, but it's something where I'm a little skeptical.
2: Well, so people that want to invest their money in stocks and funds and such, can't they just demand that their brokerages don't engage in short sales?
0: I mean, that's, I think, what's going to be the, the conversation that comes uh, out of this. I mean, if I were a short yeah. seller right now, I would be very uncomfortable, and I'd be looking to you know uh, cover my call, I'd be looking to cover my shorts, because the people are emboldened. They're trying to find the next deal where the short sellers are overexposed and they're looking to make a run on them. And so uh, this is definitely one of those moments we've seen a number of uh, historic, famous short sellers basically saying they're pulling out of the short selling markets. So uh, it's definitely a conversation that is gonna be had. uh, And people like the average American, the average retail investor, is really starting to understand what happens here. And we're calling for greater and greater transparency and accountability. I think the American people waking up to what's happening, shedding light on these situations, and potentially holding bad actors, certainly if they're breaking the law accountable, is something we've never seen before.
4: No. The, the, it looks like the class action suit is based upon a, a, a 2020 claim against, is it Shimbank? Bank?
0: Well, the, the, the class action lawsuit against Robin Hood right now. Right,
4: they're using they're using the success of the of one that was done last year against C H I M E Bank. Do you know anything about China?
0: that? Uh, no, I'm looking it up China right China now Bay. to give you a uh, uh, a better answer. This is uh, uh, learning in real time. Okay. Sure well, that, this uh, class
4: you know, action that's came that's together easy. like overnight.
0: <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it did.
4: And they've already it got did. they've already got twenty two thousand people involved in it. Holy cow! Twenty six thousand. Holy moly! Well, well
2: Robin Hood was like the cool new app, and they yeah. were giving yeah. they were giving people uh, stocks or, or uh, money or some something yeah, to invest in the stock. stock if you doing
4: certain yeah, stuff, yeah, if you yeah, if you sign yeah. up or get other people to sign up, they give yeah. you some like penny stock that. Would fluctuate all the time and twenty six thousand clients overnight, right? Woo-hoo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I can only assume what? that number is going to skyrocket. Yeah. So
0: I have, a, yeah, so, I have another question. Yeah, so, it, oh, so what it looks like in the case of Chime Bank is uh, uh, that they paid out a one point five million dollar uh, settlement regarding allegations in two thousand nineteen, and so it, uh, some of this may be modeled uh, upon that in that successful uh, suit, but I think. Uh, I think if Robin Hood gets away with a one point five million dollar payout, if that offer yeah. is on the table, I would advise them to take it yeah. immediately. Yeah, yeah, oh, definitely. God. Yeah, absolutely.
2: So I have, wonder- I have one more. I have one more question. So this seems to also be driving the cryptocurrency market. Um, I know that the the Reddit users, the readers, were going for Do- Dodge Dogecoin. D O G E, Doge.
0: Mm-hmm. Doge, and.
2: Um, Why, how is, how is that working?
0: So, uh, this really goes, take a step back to free markets and free speech, you know, the First Amendment, it's not the third or the fifth, it's the first for a reason. Our ability to have free speech is the foundation of our liberty and our freedom, the ability to speak, to have a voice. When we lose our voice, we lose our freedom. And what we've seen here and what people are concerned about is how when Robin Hood, prevented the free markets from functioning they're censoring uh, essentially the free market and so this is a big concern cryptocurrency and blockchain technology is built as a system that is inherently censorship resistant and so these two movements are connected and as we're seeing this it's driving greater and greater interest in cryptocurrency it's the same people that believe in GameStop because these are gamers that see them, they're like, you're not killing our company. We love GameStop. We have an ability to make a difference here, and we're going to fight for GameStop. And GameStop has gotten a second life as a result of it. They were clearly a, a company that had risk. And so that same community is what's supporting cryptocurrency and vice versa. And so um, uh, yeah, this is basically the, the little person. This is the retail player uh, that's finally making some money for once. Um, it's, a, it's an exciting thing to see. Clearly, uh, this is not the end. This is going to be happening for weeks, months, or years. And as the people become more emboldened, as the people realize that they actually have a voice and can move the markets and can profit, and that this isn't uh, something that's only for the the hedge funds and the institutions, I think that we're going to continue to see this movement pick up speed as more people get involved, as the little person has money because of these stimulus checks, And while their hands are tied and they can't really spend it and go out to restaurants or anything else, for that matter, in many parts of our country.
1: That's very, very true. Uh, By the way, Mr. Pierce, I just got a uh, text message from a listener that said he he wants to, I want to offer Mr. Pierce one hour. Otherwise, I'm going to buy the domain name. This is a listener who's going to buy the domain name, (laughs) (laughs) suckmywhatever.com. (laughs) <laughs> it's gotta be a website already. He's gonna,
3: gonna, say. He's gonna <laughs> already steal it from you, Brooke.
1: Friend. Brock, he's gonna steal it from you. You better be careful. <laughs> well, it is a great name, there's no question about it. Uh, are we going to get are we gonna start protecting investors more than it seems like we're doing? Is this is it time now to tighten the screws a little bit on these people? I
0: well I think it's time um, not to tighten uh, the, the, the screws on the retail investor, you know, they've always had the, the, their hands tied and uh, right. generally right. Have had the deck stacked against them. I think we definitely shouldn't be uh, doing more to protect the institutional investor. They're supposed to, and allegedly, be the really sophisticated ones. Where I hope we tighten the screws is prevent these short sellers from being able to sell more than 100% of all the stock that exists. That uh. doesn't make any sense and hopefully forcing them to be more transparent. If they were more transparent in the ways that they do things, and they're highly levered, they take a billion dollars of other people's money, turn it into 10 billion dollars, and then perform all these funky trades all in a very opaque world, if they had to be more transparent, these things could be avoided. Regulators would have stepped in, and this could have never happened. And clearly, if these large institutions are doing things to manipulate the markets in ways that are not legal, uh, hopefully we do something about that. I think that the fact that the retail investor is, is able to finally be a, uh, an equal participant and is getting information and theoretically can move faster, and what they do and the way they do it is really all very transparent. And so, um, if anything, I hope that regulators side in favor of the little people and, if anything, start to make the larger institutions uh, behave responsibly and more transparently and don't defy the rules.
1: I think that's wonderful. You know, Michael Bryant, uh, one of the gentlemen you were talking to, brought up a great and I've been doing some things, running around here a little bit, so hopefully he didn't already ask this. But, Michael, you make a very good point on how do you get to borrow Yeah. Like you borrow stock. How, how is that possible, Brock?
0: Um, yeah, so what happens is the way these shorts work is you go borrow... Uh, these hedge funds borrow the stock. They sell it knowing they have to return the stock later to buy in at a lower price. But then what happens is so, those same prime brokers borrow out the stock again and borrow out the stock again. So that same share might be borrowed multiple times over and over again which is what's really created this problem in the market. When you borrowed more than all the stocks that exist, how is it that everyone can buy it back and and, and repay their, their debt? You can't really. And that's what this is all about. It has nothing to do with the fundamentals of GameStop. It has to be that these hedge funds have overextended themselves. They've defied the laws of physics. And if these retail investors can hold the line like in... Braveheart when the charge is coming with their spirits and they're saying hold or like <laughs> right. In the movie 300 as they've all got their shields. there's really no way That these hedge funds can cover All of the hedge funds in this deal could Conceivably uh, go Bankrupt uh, they could completely Because if you can't recover How do you repay the loans the price Keeps rocketing up and you go under mm-hmm. But like I would not encourage people To invest um, uh, in these Stocks they're clearly beyond Uh, The the, the fundamentals do not justify this kind of price. Gravity suggests that the price will come down. Mm -hmm. I'm personally putting some money in, not because I expect to make money, I expect to lose money, but because I want to stand with the people uh, in solidarity and make it clear which side of the line I stand on, and it's to make a statement, it's to send a message.
2: Hmm. I agree. But, okay, so this, this borrowing stock, so if I have five hundred dollars in GameStop, it, with the with with the broker, they're they can are they taking my stock and loaning it to people?
0: Yes, they're taking your <gasps> share and loaning it to the hedge fund <coughs> to sell against you. Well, what people do
3: know is banks do the same thing. They take your money oh, and yeah. they they right. loan it out.
1: They get interest. Yeah. They give it to you back, but they keep the interest. That's how banks might right. make money.
2: Uh, But it's like, but I bought a share of stock. It seems like my stock should be my stock. I just paid for it.
4: And if you're going to borrow it out, let me get a percentage
2: of what you're making off of this borrow
3: Well, Well, that's that's basically how, like, uh, investment accounts work. But standard checking accounts, no. Any interest they make off of your money, they're keeping. Yeah, that's effectively the
0: same thing. And the idea that they not only just uh, load your stock out, they may have done it multiple times in the same way that banks will uh, lend man. out multiples of the money that they sit on. And these are potentially uh, 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 fundamental risks in the system. Right now, effectively, what the, the little retail investors have done is they're making a run on the bank, realizing that the brokerages, uh, uh, the, these hedge funds have no way of uh, returning it. They don't. There's not enough stock to solve this. And the people that would get hurt, principally, are these... This small group of hedge funds, but they've got deep pockets. The people could basically extract a hundred billion out of them, and it would be a very interesting story to see a few of the uh, largest hedge funds in the world um, uh, uh, go bankrupt because a group of redditors and gamers basically said, "We're going to make a run on the bank because you you've overborrowed, you're overextended, and we can potentially uh, bring you down because of it."
2: I don't know why, but I'm loving this. Yeah, God. I, I, I want to know like whatever page organized this. Like, send me an invite next time so I can get in on the ground level. <laughs> yeah. and, uh,
4: you It was a interesting. What?
1: Wanna... Want... Go ahead. No, just got to. We got to wrap up. The hour's almost over. Uh, I just wanted to mention, did you have one more quick question, Michael?
4: No, I didn't. I was just going to point out quick that uh, a lot of people that are in horse racing were suddenly all investors this Mm -hmm. past week. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) So I was watching all these tweets
1: about that, and it's like, uh, no, sorry. Oh, my God. Brock, I want to reach out if I possibly can. I do a morning show in town as well, have for 35 years. And uh, I'd like to get you on the KQ morning show if I possibly can.
0: I would love to do that. I'm uh, uh, a man of the people and uh, I stand with the people and uh, I'm excited to continue to be uh, a public servant. And if that's providing people with information, great. If that's ending up in an elected office, great. I'm here to serve in whatever capacity I can. I believe in us. I have faith in us and uh, I will do whatever I can to support this country.
1: Thank you, sir. Brock.Vote. Brock Pierce, thanks for your time today, sir. We'll talk to you very soon.
0: Sounds good. Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks. We will take a break. Be back in just a couple of minutes with the family.